live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. How are you? This is another week where you and I don't really speak outside of uh, the show. I know. I've been busy, but then when I went to, like, write down everything that I did this week, I have nothing to show from it. Like, I just had, like, a lot of weird things at work that have come up, um... And so it's just been, like, overwhelmed with, like, that kind of shit. How about you? How are you? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. It's a little cold. But um, as, I've, as I explained to a friend I used to have in Canada, that uh, <laughs> <laughs> people in California freak out when it hits the 30s. Freak well, out. That's true, and this actually is one of my news stories, so I don't want to get into okay. it too deep. Okay, all right, we'll but talk there, about it later. It, there's reasons and stuff. But anyway, um, what happened to you this week? Anything exciting you want to tell us about? You know, well, I don't know. This is, none of the things I'm going to tell you come from an exciting life. They're just very a Joe life. Mm-hmm. But I went with my mother. The name I, of your blog? That's the name of my blog, yeah, a Joe life. Uh, I went, uh, my mom wanted to do some shopping, so I decided to go with her. And the on the way to the first stop, which my mom, this is so Mexican, loves Kmart as much as I, <laughs> as much as I try and turn her on to like Target, she just won't have it. She insists that that Kmart is cheaper. Okay. Have you have you been to a Kmart recently? I haven't been to a Kmart in probably seven years. It looks like what you would imagine that type of store to look like in like Warsaw, Poland, in like 1987. <laughs> like it's everything's gray and like fluorescent lighting and super depressing mm-hmm. and they always have like terrible celebrities that have lines there I'd be like kathy ireland <laughs> you know or like uh sandra lee from food yeah. network you know anyway so on our way to kmart uh i get a phone call from my ward jose so we're chit-chatting so we get in the parking lot. My mom's like, oh, I'm just, you know, she's just kind of mouse. She's just going to go in the store. I can just sit in the car. I'm like, okay. I, not like I'm dying to go into Kmart anyway, right? So the window's open. I can totally breathe. But she locks the, co- the car. She sets the alarm on the car. And she's like, do, 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 and leaves, right? I'm talking to Jose, and I notice that she's left her wallet right there. So I tell Jose, look, I got to call my mom. She left her wallet here. I call her. She left her cell phone in the car, <laughs> right? And now she's in Kmart doing all her shopping. Uh huh. And you're you can't exit the car. The alarm will go off. Oh yeah. 
I, I, I tried to exit the car, and the alarm goes, meep, 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 and everybody at Kmart is staring at me. So I just, like, close the door right away and just sit there. Does the alarm turn off when you close the door? After, like, a minute. So why didn't you just run it into her? I don't know. I got scared. <laughs> so I just sat there, like, and I just stared straight ahead because everyone was staring at me. Uh-huh. So I just, like, I, I think I thought if I just looked like a statue, they would think, like, my mom <laughs> bought some fat statue or something. I don't know. Okay. So I just stared straight ahead, and then um, finally the alarm went off, and I just sat there, and finally after like 20 minutes, my mom, I see her, exits the Kmart, and she's standing at the door. She's like, Joe, she's like shouting across the parking lot, Joey, my wallet, is my wallet there? I go, yeah, it's right here. And she goes, bring it to me. And I'm like, (laughs) I can't. And she's like, Joey, bring it to me right now. And I'm like, I cannot bring you the wallet. And she's like, why not? Like, it's just like we're having this whole conversation. So yeah. finally she goes up there. She goes up to the car. And she's you should have like, yelled, call me. I know. Seriously. <laughs> I, I, She comes up to the car and she's like, Joey, I don't understand why you couldn't bring me the wallet. And I just handed it to her. I just didn't want to deal with her. Which, by the way, I know she wasn't buying my Christmas present because the other day she goes, do you want to go to your father and I are going to buy tickets to like Disney on ice? Do you want to go? I was like, no. And she goes, Joey, when are you going to get to see your nieces? Your nieces are going to love Disney on ice. You should go. She goes, we're going to buy the ticket. And I was like, okay, I guess. And then she tells me and my brother, that's our Christmas present. <laughs> Cause she was telling my brother and she goes, my, your father and I want to buy you guys tickets to Disney on Ice. And that's your everybody's Christmas present. And I'm like, me too? She goes, yes. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <sighs> well, you know what? I'm going to do? I'm gonna be on Grinder that whole time because my Grinder oh, will yeah. fucking blow up Disney on Ice. Yeah, all of the, the cast will be on it too. Yeah, I'll probably get to like, totally. you know, but I won't get to be with Prince Charming. I'll probably get to be with the big fat fag who plays um the the evil chick from uh, Little Mermaid, Ursula. <laughs> That's who I'll end up with. Speaking of Christmas, though, I went into the city yesterday and did. I didn't actually do any Christmas shopping. I bought something for myself, but like I went to all the stores. I went to Macy's and like Bloomingdale's and all of the department stores, and it was just a fucking madhouse. Madhouse. That wasn't one of my stories, though. But. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of walking, so like I walked in the city and did that. Um, Today I went to a farmer's market, and then I also went to Chinatown, and um, I accidentally, I'm a horrible, horrible person when it comes to like haggling for prices, but I went and I bought a bunch of produce. By the way, it was like too much produce to carry home. It was so heavy, and I spent less than $7. (laughs) It's so cheap, all the produce in Chinatown. But I, um, um, at one of the places, the guy, he spoke English pretty well. And he said to me, I bought some, um, some Chinese broccoli. Do you know what that is? Yes. So I bought some, like a bunch of that. And he was like, how, he added on the little, uh, weight thing, the scale. And he said, how much is this? And I said, I think it's 78 cents a pound. And so he typed in $1.78. cents, And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. If it's that much, I don't want it. Uh-huh. And then he was like, oh, you think it's just 78 And I said, yeah. So he put that. And then as I was leaving, Joe, it was $1.78 a pound. <gasps> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm not a haggler like that, though. 
So I basically just did that. I didn't mean to. So hmm. what else with you? Any other great adventures? Wait, you don't want to want to hear something? I want to go back to the haggling thing. My brother is really good at it. So is Mercedes. My friend Mercedes is really good at it. My brother's really good at it. I'm horrible. And I've seen my brother do it a million times. I just see him do it like at Guitar Center, right? Mm-hmm. And he would go in there and it'd be like, uh, that, uh, that guitar, how much is it? And they'd be like, 800 or something. They'd be like, mm, I'll give you six. And they'd be like, okay. I'm like, wow, so he's weird. good, right? Mm-hmm. So one time I went to Guitar Center, I wanted to buy a gong, <laughs> which I own still. Uh-huh. And I go, how much is it? And the guy goes, 120 bucks. And I go, I'll give you 100. And he goes, no, it's 120. <laughs> I'm so bad at it. They're like, I'm like, Telling people, um, I'll say like, "Oh, I would really. This is fifty dollars. I will. I could see myself paying forty. And the guy's like, "I think it's worth 60 And I'm like, "Okay, sixty. Here you go." Like, yeah. I end up paying more. I'm so bad at it. Is um, Rod Kyle good at uh You know what? I've never actually seen him do it, but he's talked about it, and he says that the the key is knowing that you can just walk away with nothing. So if you're okay with not buying it from the person, then you're good at haggling. So I think I need to get in that mindset. Like at the flea, we went to the flea market as well. And the flea market, like, I feel like everything there is duplicated somewhere else. So if you don't want to buy, you know, whatever it is at this guy's booth, they have it three booths down. So I think it's easier to haggle there. But they don't have these in Phoenix when I live there, or I've never seen them. Uh, but I feel like they do in LA. The flea markets here are like a lot of used items Mm -hmm. in phoenix i feel like all the flea markets and swamp meats are not used they're like people selling products so it's like a lady with like sham wows to like dry your car and um items to put in your your garden like little statuettes and t-shirts and stuff like that all new nothing used i think it depends on the flea market i'll be honest with you because there are some flea markets, yeah, that are that they just sell used goods, and then there are some that are just like you said, they're just like basically like storefronts to sell new shit, right. like horrible crap new products. I like the the used shit where you can walk through and like look at everything and like really, if I just needed, I don't know, a a wrench, I could buy a wrench for a nickel. Do you know what I mean? Because there's a guy with four hundred wrenches, yeah, who just wants to get rid of them. Yeah, I like that. Um, I don't oh. because well, because then you have, to, you have to do so much work just to get that it wrench. Is. It is you can't go in there thinking you want to buy one thing. You can't say like I'm gonna find me a a wrench. You have to go in there saying like I'm just gonna look at everything and see if I need any of this shit. Because you do have to. You're right. You have to look at tables upon tables of shit. Yeah, it's exhausting to me. I usually leave like exhausted. Oh yeah, I'm so tired. By the way. Oh, you did. Oh, it was today. This was today. Yeah, I did the Chinatown and the flea market today. I went to a farmer's market yesterday. Just a lot of walking around. Went to the city yesterday and did the shopping stuff there. So, what else with you? Well, I was hanging out with my ward Jose on uh, Friday. My ward Jose and I hang out about once a week. Okay. Okay. And so on Friday, we uh, we went to a certain neighborhood. We we usually like explore like a particular neighborhood or something. And we went to this neighborhood called Highland Park, and we also went to a city called Eagle Rock. But we went to Highland Park, and it Highland Park is one of those neighborhoods that's turning. It's becoming, like, gentrified. 
that's not important. What the reason is important though is we went to this old timey soda store I had heard about. Mm-hmm. It's been there for like a hundred and like I'm not even joking, like seventeen years, hundred and seventeen years. Okay, sounds fun. Yeah, and all they sell is they sell microbrew beers, but they also sell like just random microbrew sodas from around the country, and they also have like old timey candies. That you'd only find in like little regions of the country. Like it's just a, like a very specific kind of store. Yeah. And it's really fun. It's like going – it's like a, literally you're a kid in a candy store, right? But you know the problem with those places, they also attract weirdos, i.e. me. Yeah. And there was like this crazy man there. Great Mike, he was so crazy. Like Hawaiian shirt, hair all over the place, yelling and screaming all over the place. Like a homeless person but who has a house. Okay. And so he's in front of us at line and there's like this like she looked like maybe actually from the car wash. Remember I went to the car wash? This chick actually kinda looked like maybe I bet she was maybe's. But anyway, you know what? I never even thought about it until right now. So this homeless guy goes through the he's in front of us and he's like he had like a couple Wait, bottles you of said soda. Homeless? Oh no, I'm sorry, not homeless, but the crazy guy. Okay. And he's going – he's in front of us and he's buying like a couple of bottles of soda and he tries to put it on his debit card. And at, But as he's – he's like chit-chatting with this girl. He's like – you know, and she's like, oh, ha, 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 you know, like being friendly to him, which there's no problem with that, right? Right. And then he's like – she's he's like, oh, I'm going to give you my debit card. And he's like spitting on her and stuff. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you know, actually you have to spend like $10 for a season debit card. And he goes, a problem solved. I'll just go buy more. And he like runs away. He goes, ring these guys up while I'm gone. So she's like, okay, I'll help you guys. So she's ringing my stuff up, and I start chit-chatting with her. And when I start talking about and I realize, before I say this, I realize it's not the most interesting conversation. I realize it might even be a little weird, right? Mm -hmm. Here's what I was talking about. So I was running through my debit card, and it asked me all these questions. And I was like, I don't. What are these questions? You know, like, do you approve this? Do you want cash back? Do you want that? And so I say, hey, you know, I wish they really made these things universal. You know, like there was a universal, like the same questions all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, because like at Target, they ask you, like Target has a weird one where they ask you. Do you want you, it all on this card? Yeah. That is a weird question. Yeah. No, I want to have it with seven cards. <laughs> and I don't know, who does that, right? Like, I think if you want it on two separate cards... You're telling the person way ahead of time. That's on you to bring it up. It shouldn't be on the machine and on everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. Right? Yeah. So that's why I'm saying they should make it universal. So I'm like, oh, they should make this universal. Jose say next to me. And she's like, she gets this fucking disgusted look on her face. And she's like, what? I'm like, you know, the the uh, sign should be, you know, a question should be universal. What are you talking about? And I'm like, uh, you know, I, it, and I just get like in like shame spiral immediately. And then she's just like, uh, it's it's twenty five dollars. And I was like, she just had like a homeless guy spitting on her right now, and she was just yucking it up with him. And I'm just trying to be nice, and she like Mike was so disgusted with me. Jose was like, honestly, I didn't know what you were talking about either. I would have been rude to you too. And was was like, it? Did it maybe have something to do with how you kept calling the crazy guy homeless? Because you keep doing that. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know why I keep saying that. He was acting like a crazy homeless person. 
Okay, I got you. So, so, how did it end? Did you just like shut up and pay? And I just shut up and paid and left. And then the crazy came back, and she was like, "Ah!" Oh. <laughs> she was like she hated me. So then afterwards, we went to go eat at this place in Eagle Rock called the Oinkster, mm-hmm. which is like this hipster burger place, and it's actually really good. But we were Jose and I were eating, and we had this like really annoying two guys sitting next to us and they were like this is a very la conversation but it's very like oh well you know in the 101 uh that's where the sierra by the sierra madre it's where they filmed this ronald reagan movie or i don't know some cowboy movie or something and they were just talking like really obnoxious film conversation right okay and jose and i were just kind of like being quiet because we were eavesdropping how obnoxious it was and i was putting mustard on my sandwich <laughs> like mike they're like Less than a foot from us. Okay. Okay. And I'm putting mustard on my sandwich. And like, I like dropped the knife, but almost like in like a catapult kind of way. So like this like huge glob of mustard flies across the air. Yeah. And lands on the guy next to me, his like shoulder and his hair. Right, so I turn and I start to go like, and they're like just, oh, but, 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 and uh, you know, um, you know, Clark Gable and uh, Gene Herschel, you know, and and uh, you know, Bubbity Boo, and I was like, oh, okay, and they were just so in their conversation. I I turned to go like, oh, I'm so sorry, and they're like, the guy, you they don't know, anything? they don't know. So I didn't say anything. <gasps> Joe, imagine hey. if that was you. Hey, you look, you're just robbing people for a dollar seventy eight a pound, so don't talk. <laughs> And so I just sat there, and the guy had, like, a huge glob of mustard in his hair and, like, on his ear and his shirt. And I was like, oh, no. And so I, we just, like, quickly ate and left. It wow. was, like, really, really embarrassing. Oh, they, no, they left before us, actually. They got up and left. But That's crazy. He must but have the, figured it out. The guy talking to him didn't notice that it happened. No. I, that's why I thought, like, oh, that guy's going to see it and go, like, hey, you yeah. got mustard. No, they were so into their dumb film conversation that they – yeah, that they just never acknowledged that. Like, I probably got home and was like, what's this Golden's mustard on me? Like, I like how the guy would be able to identify the mustard and taste it. And he thought, hmm, definitely Golden's. Then, Jose went and bought an iPad, a brand new iPad, right after that. And then I, after we do that. Movie business is doing him good. Seriously. <laughs> and um, meanwhile, I'm like, pobrecito Joe, like, can you buy me a piece of gum? Can and, you pay for parking? Yeah. <laughs> I'm paying for parking for him to buy an iPad. I was driving. Like, can I have a dollar for parking? He's like, get away. I'm buying an iPad. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. But yes. So then, yeah, you know what? Actually, it's so funny. Like, we're buying the iPad and the guy, he picks all the things and whatever. And he did his thing. And the guy goes, okay, they're going to be cash or, or, or debit or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And Jose goes, cash. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And then we had to go to the special spot, and he just handed the guy $1,000 in cash. What? Yeah. Was it drug money? No, I know what it is. I'll tell you later. It's from the movie, though. Okay. So it's movie money. So anyway, the reason I'm not telling on the air is it's boring. Okay. But um, so anyway, uh, anyway, so we get the iPad, and then I'm dropping him off at his car. But he had parked somewhere like in random ass North Hollywood, which is not a bad area, but it's not a great na- neighborhood. So I drop him off at his car. He walks out with a you know a, a giant apple bag <laughs> and gets in his car. And then these like thuggy guys like walk up to his car. 
Mm-hmm. And they're like talking to him, and I'm like, oh fuck, what am I gonna do? Like, what am I gonna do? Yeah. So now I park my car, and I wonder actually if because Jose, I talked to Jose later. He's like, oh, they just asked for directions, and I wonder if they they didn't do something because I stopped my car. Hmm. What do you think? I don't know. I would have to see the guys. And they also, were, they were really the young and thuggy. That doesn't mean anything, but maybe they really just needed directions. Yeah, it's possible to his apple. To his, yeah, and also like I'm thinking like right now like, hey Mike, I intimidated them because <laughs> you know I'm a really intimidating guy. They saw me in my Honda Civic <laughs> with mustard in somebody else's hair. They saw me drinking an horchata sitting there, and they Speak. were like uh, looking in my rearview mirror and they're like, "We give it a go. This guy's gonna, to, you know, like protect him or something like that." <laughs> He might throw mustard on us. Yeah. Oh, no. That's the guy. That's the Goldens. That's Goldens, man. <laughs> the mustard bandit. Okay. Speaking of movies, I went and saw uh, Catching Fire, the new uh, Hunger Games movie this past week. And since we're not a movie review podcast, I'm not going to talk about my, my thoughts on the movie, though I did think it was pretty good. It wasn't as epic as the first, but it was pretty good. Wait. Um, you just did a movie. Wait. That's like a humble movie review. Man- the man in front of me, Joey, directly in front of me, and tell me what you would do in this situation. The entire movie, start to finish, smoking an electronic cigarette. Oh, don't get me started on those. I hate those. I'm so upset by this that he, okay, you brought this up before, but I feel like electronic cigarette smokers do it in places you're not supposed to smoke because they they just, want, they're like, I dare you to say something to me. Like they want the confrontation, right? Yeah. So I he's agree. sitting he's sitting in the front row of the stadium seating, so like the front row where you can put your feet on like the bars, you know? And so he's doing this and he's blowing the puff of smoke straight up in the air. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's, they love it. They the entire it. movie. Ugh. And Joey, it smells mm-hmm. like it it smells fruity, but still there's like this strong odor from it. And on top of all of that, there's a bright blue LED light on it. Yeah. So he kept bringing this thing up to his mouth back and forth. I'm surprised at the movie theater because a lot of places have just preemptively just banned them, like cigarettes. I think they should be banned. I think I understand, like, in your home you want to do it. I even understand. I used to work with a girl who would do it at her desk. She did it kind of covertly. I remember. she when I said, "Oh my gosh, what did it, like explain to me what this is?" She had been doing it for months, and I had never noticed. So she did it really covertly, but it was like instead of walking all the way downstairs, all the way to the smoking area, she would do one at the. But she was like polite about it. I just I don't know how I, it's really made me mad that I had to sit there and smell this the whole movie and this puff of smoke in front of my face the whole movie. And you know how I am about movies; like I need. Everything to be perfect or I'm upset. I know. You're like a woman with sex. <laughs> really? That was where, the, where yeah. the joke went? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Catching Fire was good. You should go see it. One thumb <coughs> up from Mike. What about you? Anything else happening this week? Um, No. Cool. What about uh, LA? Any news stories? Yeah. I saw this story about... Um, I actually might change my second story. You'll see in a second. But anyway, there was a trucker who was driving through Tustin. He was Uh just delivering product. And it turns out he accidentally led police to 12 tons of marijuana. What? 
What yeah, do you what happened? Accidentally. Yeah, I'll tell you. So he's driving, and these two guys in a van pull up next to his truck, and they flash a badge. And he's like, "Hmm, that's weird. Why would police be in a random van flashing a badge?" So he's suspicious. So he goes into a business and asks his security guard there to call the police. And so the hijackers or the the wannabe hijackers sort of circle around for a bit and they take off. So the police come and they're like, oh, what's the story? And the guy tells the story. And then the I don't know why, but the police go through his um, cargo. And in the linings of the equipment that he's delivering um, are... Uh, is 12 tons of marijuana worth an estimated $7 million? Whoa. They don't think he knew about it. They just think that he was delivering the cargo and he was just like an unwitting delivery man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they found 12 tons of marijuana lined in like the, the, the crates of the electronic equipment. That is crazy. The hijacking could have been part of it. Mm-hmm. Like maybe somebody put that in the truck knowing the way the route was going to be in the hijack was all oh maybe that's how they were going to get it back maybe that way they wouldn't have to pay the guy i don't know like people are these drug dealers are so weird you know what i thought was really funny when i was reading the story is didn't you think the estimated worth of the marijuana was high like is marijuana especially in california worth that much still well 12 tons is a lot of marijuana okay i guess i think that sounds right i guess you're right because then you're, it's it's gonna be less than a million per ton, and that's a ton of marijuana. <laughs> literally, literally. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, my what's funny is my mom when I was in Phoenix for Thanksgiving, my mom bought a car used. I don't know where she if they found it on Craigslist or something like that. She found a used car. Um, uh, got a good deal on it. She's driving it around. The windows are like tinted really dark, like illegal dark right like a limousine dark and mm-hmm. i don't know why and then also all of the like the interior like the shell on the door like the plastic parts you could tell they had been like it looks like some of them had been taken off and like part of her radio her stereo one day just like fell off because it wasn't screwed in at all what so, yeah so she thinks she bought like a drug car like they they stuffed it full of drugs and came across the border she is closer to the border than we are you drive through a bad neighborhood your mom's like mike you you go home your mom's wearing like an overcoat and she's like mike mike you go to the airport and all the dogs come running at the car yeah because it still has stuff in it maybe your mom speaks in spanish (laughs) she's not a drug mule she just bought a car that is for it's kind of what would you do if somebody with a badge just waved it at your car, your truck? Oh, I am not because you know that's so funny. They always in these news stories like people are posing as like Edison employees in bubbly blood and they break into houses, you know, home invasion robberies by pretending to be like utility people. I would, I am not bold like that, right? I'd be like, oh, we're gonna check, okay, like I'm not going Wait, like, excuse you me, you like. You wouldn't sh- ask to see, like, ID. Yeah, because they're like, if a cop comes to you and you're suspicious, call the police department because we're not, um, you know, that's okay to double check or something. I'm like, I would not. Well, no, wait. 
a van driving by with two guys in it and they're just flashing badges, I would I actually I why didn't this guy drive to a police station? Yeah, that's a good idea. Or wait, where did he drive to? Just a random business. And he called the cops from there. He had the security guard call the cops. Oh, yeah, it's so weird. It's a really it's an interesting story. I don't know that I I don't know what I would do. I remember Oprah a long time ago. It was like a very uh good commercial for this one Oprah episode was like 10 things that will save your life. And I watched it and one of the things was like if a police officer pulls you over, you should feel comfortable if it's in like a dark area driving a block to like a lit parking lot or something. And saying yeah. that you feel safe, you felt safer because you didn't know. Because I guess you, anyone could buy police lights or make them. Yeah, no, no, no. They're pretty cool about that. I've actually, I've actually been pulled over before, like in like San Juan Capistrano or one of those places that has a lot of dark areas. Mm-hmm. And I drove slowly. You know what I did actually? Um, again, I tell you, I know. I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna tell. I don't know. If I've talked about this in the show. But thanks to where we used to work and running all of these interviews, okay, I got to explain now. Mike and I used to work at a place, and I used to be in charge of the hiring of people at this location, at this business. And at this business, uh, it was a tutoring business. I guess we can say that, you know. Um, But we could say whatever we want. I'm like, we can say that, (laughs) right? Um, But one of the interview requirements was you had to teach something non-academic for five minutes. And so a lot of people would teach how to behave when you get pulled over in a traffic, um, when a cop pulls you over. So anyway, because of that, I know I have all these like weird things I just know about being pulled over. So I would say about half the time, I don't get a ticket. Oh, really? Yeah, I would say about one, yeah, about half the, half the time. I would say like 13 out of 26 times. <laughs> I don't get, get a ticket. You get pulled over that frequently? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, so one of the things you can do is to kind of let the cop know you're not going to make a run for it or kind of give him a hint that you're not is put your hazard lights on mm-hmm. and then just i so i would do that a lot so in san juan capistrano cut pulled me over i got so lucky on this one this is when i got out of i put my hazard lights on and just drove to a lit park and drove slowly to like a, a like a, a parking lot but you know like a like a mall parking lot something like that um what's the guy i think was going to give me a ticket but he got like a, a big call he had to go on Oh, so like he wouldn't have got it. You would have just got a fast ticket. Yeah. Because you drove, maybe you. Yeah, I think he was like, okay, this guy's cool. And uh, I got this other call. I'm going to go. So he's like, all right, you know what? Just drive safely. See you later. Yeah. I've been, I was pulled over once and I seriously felt, I was working at. Wait, are we allowed to say. We can say whatever we want. I don't know why we do that, but whatever. (laughs) I was working at that same place. And um, I was pulled over, I want to say like Newport or Laguna, something like that. And I really was probably like, um, I don't know if you remember, but I, we used, I used to work full time in Irvine and then I would tutor afterwards sometime. So instead of driving all the way home, I was driving down to the beach and um, I had probably like an hour or two hours to kill, but I got pulled over for speeding, even mm-hmm. though I was like, you know, two hours early. So I got pulled over and I decided instead of like, I don't know, I could have said like, I'm in a big hurry. I'm sorry. I was speeding. I just am in a hurry. And I just told the truth. I was like, 
I have no excuse for you. I seriously have, I'm tutoring a kid in Laguna Beach in, you know, an hour and a half. And I don't even know what I'm going to do until then. So I have no idea why I was speeding. And so he started talking to me, started talking to me about SAT prep and different options for his child, his child. And then he just told me to drive safely and let me go. So I feel like if I was like, I'm in a hurry, he would have been more like, okay, well, let me write you a ticket real quick and I'll let you go. You know? Yeah. So. No, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. The truth, the truth also helps. The truth shall set ye free, Mike Lawson. And get the universe aligned. Well, you know what I generally do is I just pretend to be like, I become, I get zero personality because I go, in case I fight this, I want to have no, him to have no memory of this. Sure. Because if I'm difficult, he's like, oh, I remember that asshole. Yeah, you know? and I, I also feel like Joe, uh, the Joe Batant character is like a love-hate, and so that's a 50-50. But yeah. maybe Joe Batant's clean slate, no personality, that might be more of a 70-30. So yeah, as, as, it, as, as we saw with uh, Galco Maybes, she hated me. Who's Galco? Oh, Galco's the name of the soda store that I went to. Oh. <laughs> Um, so what happened? Uh, What's oh, going on in the Bay Area? Sure. Well, we kind of hinted at this already, but it is fucking cold here. Um, it's like dipping into freezing. Um, but like you said earlier, like there are people on the East Coast that are knee deep in snow and they're like upset that I'm saying how cold it is. But Joey, five people died last night in the San Francisco Bay Area because of hypothermia. So I think our infrastructure is just not set up for it. So when it's 20 degrees outside, it's close to 20 degrees inside my house. And when it gets, when it hits freezing on the East coast, they bring out their snow coats. But when it hits freezing here, I bring out my sweatshirts. You know what I mean? Like, so it's different. Um, It's, I don't know. I think, I think it's different. People don't die the way they do. Yeah, but I was reading this article, I think it was on Gawker, about, yes, the infrastructure is not really set up in in the Bay Area for this kind of stuff. But I guess there are certain laws, too, that um, don't allow private organizations like churches. They're very restricted on how they can offer um, their um, shelters. They can only do – like, in other words, they're not allowed to have an all-night shelter unless there's certain – certain conditions Mm -hmm. and often they don't find out until much too late that they can stay open all night so a lot of homeless people don't know and there are people who this isn't necessarily i don't think i get the impression it wasn't in san francisco proper or like oakland but more like the problem was in monterey Mm -hmm. well like san jose santa clara county actually had quite a few deaths last night um there was like one on, on under an overpass and um, one in like a some sort of garage, so it, and they're mostly homeless people that are just out for the night. Uh, there, I saw a couple of interviews too. There were people that were, um, by the way, last night I told you five people died, and just about every local shelter was not at capacity. So it wasn't that the the shelters are so packed with people. So you're right, what you were saying, like the word just gets out too late or. Well, there also, are, go ahead. There are people with pets that yes. refuse to leave their pets. Yes, and they can't bring pets in. And also, I guess there's some sort of like information they take down that um, they have to take down for the city requires it. And a lot of homeless people 
don't want their information taken down. Sure. And so they don't want to go through that. On top of all of that, also, there's, like, mental illness, um, which, you know, is a, a, an entirely separate problem. And then also uh, drugs and alcohol, which sometimes is uh, people self-medicating for those mental illnesses. But um, alcohol actually intensifies, like, it, like, brings your blood to the surface, right? So it's easier to freeze to death when you're drunk. So that's not that any of these five people that died, which, by the way, all of the five were uh, men in their 40s or 50s. Is that kind of strange? Maybe there's some sort of weird, like, serial killer, and he goes by Jack Frost. Oh, it would be so good. And he figures out a way to, like, kill them, like, by freezing them to death. And maybe he does, like, bad... um, like, remember, like, Mr. Freeze in the Batman movies? Like, these really bad puns. Like, they're like, who are you? And he goes, ice to meet you. And then, like, kills them. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, please. Chill out. You know, like. <laughs> what if he does, like, a bunch of those? Yeah. And, like, um, when the cops finally find him, he's, like, meditating. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, finding my frozen. <laughs> no? <laughs> well, yeah, they have to be, well, I guess it's a bad pun, so they have to work. So, yeah, I don't know what the, pro- the, the, the solution to all of this is, though. Like, is giving money to the shelters going to help if the shelters are empty? Or not empty, but not at capacity? Like, the, From what I read, the shelters were very frustrated because... They felt like their hands were tied because of these city ordinances that don't let them do like an early sort of alert. Like, hey, guys, come to the shelter. Or, or sometimes people, it's, it's too far for them to travel by the time they realize it's going to be cold. Right. You know? Yeah, I don't I don't know what the solution is. Maybe relaxing those laws a little bit. No, I got the solution. I got it. What? Change the name of the street to Harvey Milk Boulevard. <laughs> what else happened in L.A.? Anything worth talking hmm. about? Well, I'm going to give you a choice because I know you're like the content czar. I have a story. It's not that interesting about how the city of Monterey Park, um, basically, it didn't pass, but there was an ordinance to have like a requirement that you had to have like English letters on signs instead of any Asian letters. Okay. Or should we talk about the story where in Mexico, some like um, thugs stole a truck? Like carjacked a truck or truck truck jacked a truck or I don't know what you call it, right? Do you know about mm-hmm. this? No. Oh. Let's do that one. Okay. So it's Mexico, right? You know, all this ghetto ass shit happens in Mexico. And this guy's just driving a truck. And these like a bunch of banditos or whatever drive up along the truck and they Oh, I do I think I do know. Yeah. Is it the radioactive? Yes, stuff? and they carjacked. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And I, the only reason I know this is was it? It was a question on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me This Week. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought I listened to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me This Week. I didn't hear it. Um, it was like in the lightning fast. Oh, maybe, maybe end. I didn't pay attention. I sometimes I tune out in that. Anyway, so for a few days they were like the 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 you know they stole the car and then they were like God, we really hope they didn't open that content you know because. There was basically a radioactive material in the car, and if they were exposed to it, they only had, like, days to live. Why wouldn't they open the car? Well, they did, because they found the truck. truck. They found the truck with the contents opened. So they're like, well, we're going to find those guys, and uh, 
<laughs> they only have like two or three days of, of life left. But actually, here's what's funny. Is that was like a big news story all over the place. Like, these guys are dead, basically. They actually found the guys. Okay. And only one of them had any sort of Because ra- they were glowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they kept running. They just followed them. Yeah. yeah. One of them had seven arms. But yeah. um, no, they've only one of the guys had any kind of radiation sickness. The other five were fine. Okay. Maybe one of maybe only one of them opened the contents. How does a truck filled with dangerous radioactive material not have like guards around it or something? I, like, is it is that something that just sits on the corner? Like, do I walk by these trucks like this you know, I, when I'm walking I think home from work all the time? Whenever these trucks drive by, I'm always thinking they're like secretly like CIA trucks or you know what I actually think? It's Night Rider. Remember Night Rider would always be in the back of a truck, and then yeah. he would just drive out of the truck. I, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I oh, always, that's an A song. I always think it's Night Rider. Mm-hmm. So wait, I don't really understand how the how does this conclude? So they found the guys, so the story's over. Yeah. Is he gonna? Is, are they gonna die? They don't know yet. They're watching them. I don't get it. It was six. Then, Go ahead. So. The, if a person that has touched the radioactive stuff touches someone else, does that person die too? No, I remember that was a thing that um, that that because I remember they were the question was because they found the truck where the people in the immediate area, um, in danger, and they was like, no, they're not. I don't know. I I they were really vague, almost I think on purpose about what happens and how you get infected, how you get like not infected but like sick from this. So I don't know actually. This kind of reminds me, <laughs> follow me on this, but when I used to work at uh, Disneyland, I it, we had one break area for the department I worked at that would also double as like the maintenance crew's break area at night because we had, it was a really nice break area. So all the maintenance people would come in because they had keys to everything. They would come in and use our area to break out. Whatever. No big deal. We weren't using it. But... Uh, people's food from the fridge would start to go missing and it would be like like a can of soda or some you know simple stuff but it still bothered people and so one girl a girl named lisa who had an eye patch by the way she decided to make brownies with um uh laxative chocolates in them okay so she made them put them in the fridge with the sign that said do not eat and then they went somebody ate them so somebody on the night crew ate some of the brownies, and so and then what happened? It's we don't. That's the end of the story, but it reminds me of this story because it's like you stole something that's not yours. So if it hurts you, it's kind of what you were asking for. It's like instant karma, right? Yeah, you shouldn't be stealing that stuff. Now, let me ask you a question though, because here's the question I have for you: mm-hmm. What would you do if? Someone stole your radioactive material. <laughs> I would let them have it. I mean, if someone really needs radioactive material that bad, let them have it. Hmm. I really, what is, I? why is there radioactive material floating around Mexico? That's the last place I would ever have radioactive material is Mexico. Maybe it wasn't radioactive material. Maybe it's just their food. <laughs> <laughs> or their water. That water yeah. make you sick, man. Like you, you tuck the radioactive material, drink the water in Mexico, you won't live two or three days. Do you think you can like 
drive this truck over the border? Like they are. I don't know. Mexico is super close to where you and I live. Like really, relatively. I don't know. Let me ask you another question. At the break room at Disneyland, because uh, you were a character, do you go there in like normal clothes, or you go there in your character clothes? To the break area? Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, it's kind of complicated. So the one I'm talking about is right behind Main Street. So like, uh, you would walk. You could walk there carrying your costumes like out. But there were other break areas like the one in Adventureland that's like an island. So you had to carry your costume there in a big black bag, or you could walk over, do a walkover set. So you would walk over in costume get undressed and then walk back to get like your personal belongings on your break. This sounds really complicated. Now, let me ask you a different question. Cause you know, at Disneyland, there's like the, everybody has to like smile and be like, hi, well, welcome to Disneyland. Thank you. Like, and be like super, super nice and smiley to the guests, you know, mm-hmm. are they that way with each other in the break room? So people working in the cafeteria, are they like, hi, well, do you want some of this, you know, Frito pie? Are they like that? They... <laughs> it was, go ahead. It was, it was a little bit better backstage, but it, I mean, Disney people are Disney people, you know. So, the this is the type of person they hire. Oh, I see. The the character, the the overly happy. The would the, you guys talk shit on guests in the break area, or that was frowned upon? Yeah, we would. We would. Totally. Would you ever sit there and see like Captain Hook eating or something? Well, no, like a face character. Like, so what would happen to like Bell? <clears throat> needed to well go ahead she she would take the dress off and probably the wig so she'd be in full makeup but just no wig no dress oh what's the, like so what would be the weirdest sight you would see in the break room i think the weirdest back there would be like um if i got dressed into say like tigger and then like a strap broke inside my head or something i would carry my head back but i would unzip my body mm-hmm. so i would have my body like the arms, I would have them tied around me like a sweatshirt. Okay. You know how you do that? Mm-hmm. So I would have the full body on, but I would be walking to go get new headgear or something. I think those were funny sights. And there were times where, like, because, I mean, we were really just a one wall away from, like, the actual park. So I'd be walking, like, half-suited up, and I would see, like, two Japanese women walking backstage confused okay. and they would like wave but be confused too because they knew I was something but not what didn't know what or oh I see there was a good time I saw Tom Hanks and his son right mm-hmm. so I'm like I'm backstage wait I was in Tigger I was waiting for my double so there was a, t- a Tigger in a restaurant um, Plaza Inn at the end of Main Street mm-hmm. so Tigger's in there. He's about to come off of his set and give me a high five, and I will go out and do the same thing that he was just doing, right, uh-huh. while he takes his break. So I'm, like, leaning on a post and, like, whatever, and Tom Hanks and a group of children start walking towards me. And I was like, oh, hey, whatever, like, waving. But then I'm like, shit, in, like, 30 seconds, another Tigger is going to come oh, from us from that direction. yeah. So I, like, walked back into the break area, and then... <laughs> A different Tigger walked out of the door, you know, 10 feet in that direction. And were the kids like, what? (laughs) No, I think that they pretty much knew. I mean, I don't think anyone, very few people go uh, to Disneyland past the age of 12 and think that those things are real, you know? So, Mm. yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I've been there. 
So I have another news story, Joey. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers just played the Seattle Seahawks this, this afternoon. Okay. And San Francisco won, but barely. It was like 17 to 19 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I guess this is a big rivalry that I don't really – I didn't know that. But um, the reason I do know it is because it's posted in the newspaper here that the San Francisco Police Department has bumped up the uh, number of undercover fans – that they've put or undercover cops that they've put into the game dressed like Seahawk fans. I guess this is a thing. P- police departments all over the country are doing this, uh, according to this article. But um, the police department is dressing up cops as the rival team mm-hmm. and then putting them in the stadium to see like who's being like unruly and like yelling at them. And um, I don't get this whole thing. Like, why would you see somebody rooting for another team and be like? I hate that guy. Like why? Yeah. <laughs> like I don't get that. I think I think trash talking is fun. I think like cheering for your team and booing the other team. I think wait, that that's while the fun. game's going on. Yeah, I think that's fun. Oh my god! But I, how are you? Wait, I think when trash talking turns to like yelling at a person and saying like you want to hurt a person, I think that's stupid. I like when you it's something on the when something in the game happens and you're like boo and you're like yelling at the ref for making a call. I think all of that is fun, and I think that that's part of the experience. You're not going around shushing people. No, when it turns to, like, the person next to you and you're, like, making judgments on them, I think that's weird. Yeah, I don't don't understand this weird, vicarious pride people get in something that they're not a part of. Like, they're just a spectator. I also don't understand how the... San Francisco Police Department can afford to pay cops to sit and watch a football game. Like, don't you think that that's a little bit weird that the NFL is a nonprofit, but the San Francisco Police Department, who is not a nonprofit, but is, you know, spending our tax dollars to put cops out there? Don't you think the NFL should help a little bit? Or do you think that the tax revenue brought in by these teams is Well, I think the tax revenue is very important, but also, like, God forbid, you know, what happened with the San Francisco fan in Los Angeles. And didn't something happen to a Los Angeles fan in San Francisco recently too? Like that weird dumb yeah. thing. And they just don't want that to happen again. It just really looks bad on, on the department and the city. And Yeah. Do the cops sit there and do you think that they do like the wave and they do like bum, 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 Here's bum, the thing. Bum, 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 bum. Here's the thing. Why, why are you – like cops are model citizens? They're just as unruly and, and, uh, and uh, self-entitled as – like in other words – the kind of obnoxious football or baseball fan, I would imagine, is also a police officer. <laughs> it's like the same dem- right. the same demographic. You know what they need? They don't need police officers. In- police officers. Let me do that again. You know what they need? They don't need police officers in there. They need Bat Kid. They should send Bat Kid. No, they gotta send me and you. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Like, eh, leave me alone. And like someone throws like an ice cream at you, and I'm like. <laughs> like I laugh, and then that would be more fun because we are clearly not that we're not going to get in fights, and we'll be like, and then I would like talk into my watch and be like, um, aisle six, seat number four is causing problems. But yeah, these these cops are getting just as they they. In other words, they're probably getting they're telling on off duty cops, right? <laughs> I could see that. I I see where you're coming. We have from. a very anti police episode this week. Do we have any cop listeners? Maybe. Is Gravitas a cop? No, he's military. 
but he doesn't listen. Uh, what do you got going on next week? I never think about this part. Oh my god! Next week, uh, um, I was thinking about having a little brunch with some comedian friends over the weekend, and uh, you know, I'll be spending the week in Malibu. Mm-hmm. Which actually, uh, I'm not in Malibu tonight because the heater's broken, so the the repairman comes tomorrow to fix that. But uh, other than that, I think I'm gonna try and get as much writing done as possible, get as a lot of work done as possible. What about you? Okay. Um, I have a secret date on Tuesday. Um, Rod Kyle won't tell me what it is, but I've blacked out my calendar, so that should be good. I feel like you guys you know. have done this before. I feel he's done it for you, but I don't think you've done it for him. You know what? I have it. In fact, I already bought uh, tickets to the Nutcracker. I should have made that a secret date. But I had to ask if he wanted to go. I didn't know for sure if he wanted to. Hmm. I wonder where the secret date is. What date is it on? Tuesday. Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, my sister comes to town, which reminds me we have to talk about the live show. (laughs) And then... um, So funny. uh, Do you remember Julianne Lanus? Yeah. She's coming to town this week, too. In fact, I think she gets here tomorrow. So I'm going to be hanging out with her. That'll be a story, I hope. And starting tomorrow, I'm also starting the paleo diet. Are you familiar oh, with this? Oh, yes. I've been actually intrigued by it. Very curious to hear your 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 experience in the paleo diet may inspire me to go on the paleo diet. Good. And I think um, I might – I don't think that I'm doing paleo, um, hardcore paleo. What I'm going to kind of do is just – try to eat all whole foods so we'll see there might be like some rice here and there or something like that um i certainly will be eating more eggs than it than they recommend but um i'm doing it mostly for blood sugar but if i drop a few pounds i won't be upset so hmm, interesting yeah what are you doing i told you what nothing i don't have anything i never have anything planned i don't plan anything i just just go i'm like a feather in the wind and see where it takes me all right, nice catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter at podcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 uh, um, 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 um